episode 87. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Charity Hall. And we're Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church matters. Real church matters. She's got the hang of it already. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is going to be. Because I'm the co host. <laughs> she, she co hosting again. She's in it. She's the one who wants to do this again. So uh, all of it's on her. Like, I'm just fine. As promised, part two. As promised, part two. Jesus after dark. We're going to get a lot of Jesus and all of the dark after housekeeping. Realchurchmatters.com is where the episodes are. iTunes podcast app. Search Real Church Matters or go to SoundCloud. Search Real Church Matters. Follow us. Like us. Share us. There's so many people. And let me get this. Make sure I say it clearly. Let me calm myself down. There's so many people who come to me and tell me they listen to this show. There are more people who come to me and tell me the number of plays for the show that week. Don't be shady. You told me last time to leave the sass. And here you go bringing all of the sass. So all I'm saying is, is I don't know how you're listening. Are you bootlegging? How are you doing this? It is amazing. But if you're listening, that's great. Find a way to make sure that the world knows you're listening. Share it with people. (laughs) Share it with your friends. Don't just tell me you listen. Tell someone else you listen. I want to get this word out there. I want people to enjoy it. You know, I I need y'all to do your part. Help me. Help you. Help us. Help the Lord. Help. Right. You didn't know where you were going with no. that one. <laughs> All I know is I just went help because <laughs> people be just telling me like, "Yo, I, I love it, I love it," and I'm looking at them like, "I know how you feel, God. I know how you feel now." What people tell you, but you know, they like it, but no commitment. Hmm. They almost want. They just, don't want to hit the subscribe because of commitment yeah, issues. Don't, they don't want people to know that you're listening. Let people know you're listening, even if you're listening and you're listening purely out of just sheer curiosity or even hate. <laughs> you can be the devil's advocate and work for the Lord's good. I'm talking to those scoffers again. All right, I guess I'm talking <laughs> to scoffers. But y'all, y'all, come on, listen and share. That's my public service announcement as we proceed. To give you what you need. To give you what you need. Episode 87, Jesus After Dark. How you doing, Charity? You know, I'm good. Coming straight from work. Just to give y'all exactly what you need. <laughs> don't, don't guilt trip him now. I did enough guilt tripping. No, I promised this because I, I felt a, a commitment to it. And, you know, I have commitment issues. So. Yeah, but you kept bugging me about it, even though I was ready to get them the best of. I got a couple best ofs chopped up already. Oh, man. No, but you were you were adamant about it. And I love that. I love when people match equal or greater than my energy. You should do best of for episode 90. I was I was gonna hold them off to the holidays, but then every holiday, like last year, I thought I was gonna do best ofs, and then I came up with Christmas ruminations, and for the seven days before Christmas, mm-hmm. I just shared different elements about Christmas and stuff that impacted me. So even I, I always say I'm gonna do a best of, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I got something I want to say as it relates to this, and then Thanksgiving I did a gratefulness episode, so. Well, I think episode 90 would be the week before Thanksgiving. So you got time. Yeah. The only time we did do best ofs is me and Antoinette the week before New Year's. That's a good time, too. We did it. We did one each day and we did the top 10 because we can see. I just said I could see who played, who listened. We did the. the, (laughs) Don't do that. We did the top. (laughs) We did the top played episodes. Okay. And, and so we went and we still recorded, but we did recorded. you guys ask questions about what was uh, what did people find interesting or popular about the ones that no, were most played? Because I started, I started once we started getting plays, I started trying to reach out to people and get feedback. 
And I don't think people are ready to like feedback with me yet. Okay. So sometimes I'll be like, hey, I got questions. Which I, only three people ask me a question for the question episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I promise y'all, it's more than three people listening. It's just interesting. Like people are still like kind of shy. Like Jesus is taboo a little bit. I don't think Jesus is taboo. I just try and segue into Jesus after dark. Yeah, I I don't think Jesus is taboo, but I think that um, you're... um, People don't like me. (laughs) (laughs) Your perspective of things. It's a little jarring. It's it's thought-provoking, which is what it's supposed to be. That's all it's supposed to be. Um, You know, the Bible says we're supposed to provoke people to good. To good. I hope I'm provoking people to good. They listening, that's for sure. Well, I mean, <laughs> we got to give them something to listen to. Then. Let's give them something. To, <laughs> we got to give them something to talk about now because we giving them something to listen to. That's what I'm saying. I, I you got cuss. You cuss. I can't cuss. I, I'm, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's rail it in. This is six minutes in. Let's, yes, let's we, and we it. have a lot to cover today. Yes. So go ahead. You tell us where we starting off. Well, we left off talking about the root mm-hmm. of um, being in the dark and yeah. how we can get to the root of things. Before we talked about Jesus, um, going to Jesus with our um Confessions. Yeah. And then also. And having these conversations and knowing what that meant to have a conversation with Jesus means to examine our thoughts according to his word. Mm-hmm. To have a conversation with people. That meant not telling them your dirty details, but having thought provoking discussion about our motivations, our desires, our thoughts. Exactly. It has little to do with our sordid details. And then we say having a conversation with ourselves which is more to the confession of mm-hmm. this is what I'm into. This is what I'm dealing with and being honest where your heart is so you can know where to get your heart to be. Right. And that's, that's that was the, the summarizing of last week. And one thing we didn't get into, and I'll, I'll just start with this. One thing we didn't get into that I want to get into is the perspective the church has when it comes to women. That now we did discuss this um not on podcast, yeah, but we, we said this was going to be a whole Dang. episode in itself because there is a sex uh sexism inside of the church. Yeah, and I we'll we could save the sexism part because we can save that for another episode. <laughs> but just the whole idea when I look at when we look at um how we treat women. Mm-hmm. As a whole, is it? It's very physically focused. Even mm-hmm. though we are in the church, we still try to just spiritualize the physical part of women. We don't look at people as spiritual beings. We see them as these physical beings still, and we try to create a deity or a spirituality around these physical beings. Yeah, we graze the surface about, you know, People talking about being chaste and, you know, putting emphasis on virginity when it comes to females. Absolutely. And how, you know, we were talking about um, females having this um, condemnation or, you know, conviction to show proof of their virginity. and Or their chasteness or even their holiness for women. It's tied to to their physical being. Mm -hmm. It's tied to their, what what we would say is womanhood or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you have a woman and you have her, she got her her chest sitting out. You know, (laughs) she she got on the the tight dress and we say this woman is not a woman of God. We say she's not a woman of God because she is dressing that way. Now, I am a firm believer of women being properly dressed and chased <laughs> and that stuff. 
No, I, not Chase. But Chase, you know, Chase in the the way of she has committed herself to a a holistic, holistic mm-hmm. lifestyle mm-hmm. in that way. But that does not is not derived and summed up by what she wears or how she looks. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, there's there's a connotation that goes with that. Mm-hmm. I I've been in church long enough to know that the skinny chick don't get the same looks as the voluptuous one. I am. <laughs> she tried. We were that. She lifted her head high five. You no. didn't know where I was going, <laughs> did you? No, Blime, because, you know I am a I. I no, I, don't even say it. I'm not going to say it, but you know I do. <laughs> So you understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Come on. I got male listeners here. Come on now. I understand. You understand. Yeah. And, and the reality is, is that that is connected to what we see. And that is still physical. And you can't help people grow spiritually when you're still connecting them and grounding them to their physical being. Exactly. You can't. So you got this, these people who are focused on that. You can't tell a, a girl that she needs to serve the Lord, and then the only thing you talk to her about is keeping her legs closed. That's not Jesus's conversation. No, Jesus' conversation would have gone a little differently. Speaking to <laughs> the the reason or the a lot of times there's hurt behind actions and the way that people do things that jesus would address he would address their minds exactly we have to address minds when we don't address minds then we end up in a place where we think something's holy when it's not perfect example is you have the story of mary and martha mary and martha with jesus mind you these women are not kin to him that's a whole nother thing so he's in their house <laughs> Mary is sitting at his feet. He's teaching her. Mm-hmm. These are engagements that we can't even have anymore in church because men and women don't know how to live beyond their womanhood and their manhood. I agree. We're going to talk about that in a second. We'll put a pin on that. <laughs> the uh, other reality is Martha has an issue with Mary just sitting at his feet, listening to Jesus. She's like, I'm serving him. I'm whipping up a meal refreshments for him. She doesn't, she, it bothers her so much. She tells Jesus, Jesus, I'm doing all the work. Mary's just sitting there. I'm serving you. He says, you're not serving me. Not in a way that matters. He said, Mary, she's doing the good part. She's receiving the good portion. Mm-hmm. He's letting us know these women who are dressed to the nines, Dresses all the way to the <clears throat> to your ankles. You're covered up. I mean, you got a turtleneck on. You, <laughs> you don't got a heavy makeup on. You don't even really mess with wigs like that or weaves like that in a very provocative way. You might have a wig on, but it looked like something a more mortician could have put on somebody. He just described everything that was the opposite of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, okay. But you're not. They're you're, they're not hip. You're not cosmopolitan. You probably wear doily. You wear a shawl. When you build, kneel to the altar, nobody got to come throw a cover over you. You already had your preset cover. Not preset. You are are what we would deem to be a church woman, but you can't understand it. Serving church in that way and serving people's eyes in that way is not the same as serving God. I think it goes back to us being conditioned and the world and bringing that inside a church, how the, the church tries to appeal to our worldly sense sensibilities. And we are becoming worldly Mm. because we can't see beyond flesh. Here we go. We, instead of the reason why we are just like the world and we have, we need to expose this. That's why it's called Jesus after dark. Is because we still serve in eyes and not serving God. Agreed. We still serve in eyes. Just different eyes. Mm-hmm. Before you was dressing provocatively so you could serve the eyes of men. Or men, you, they do certain things so they could serve the eyes of women. Or maybe even serve the eyes of the same sex. Then you come to church and we still serve in eyes. 
We serving eyes of the pastor, eyes of the church women, eyes of the deaconesses and the elders, eyes of our children, mm-hmm. eyes of our friends and our family. We never are worried about only one person's eyes, one being's eyes. And that's how what God sees. And God don't see the things we see. And that's why we as a whole, the church body lacks faith because we're so busy in the physical realm that we don't allow our faith to become strong. We don't use and exercise our faith anymore because... Even in a simple way. In a simple way. A simple way of the way that I combat the the lust that has, has taken over even the church is that I'd give it no place by never serving my flesh. Exactly. Never serving my, my eyes or the eyes of others. And I wanted to make sure I brought that up because it's it's mainly shown through women in that duality of a, a man. He is very little that he can do to a person in their eyes. Mm-hmm. It makes them look like a gigolo or male hoe or anything that's not holy. You come in church now as a man with sweats on and people still feel like, OK, you know, I see he's a man of God. He's a man of God. He's in church. You know what I'm saying? But then you see a woman and she come into church. She, it's certain ways that she is or carry herself. And here's the thing, guys. Y'all got to understand something. He formed us before he formed us in our mother's womb. I don't know if if God put that much intention into your measurements. <laughs> I feel like he cares more about the measure of a man. He understands the full measure of a man and a woman. And he goes beyond your measurements. I don't think that God was focused on, let me make her voluptuous. Let me make her skinny. I don't believe that. I believe certain things have been set on the course of humanity and earth. And that's why scientists can understand it. Mm -hmm. They can look at who your mother and your father was and say, oh, we can see why you look the way you do. Because that part of it is is connected to the earth. Mm -hmm. It is hereditary. It is genetics. What we talking about and what God cares about is not genetics. He is not interested in that. The woman who is genetically built voluptuously is not spiritually out of the will of God. It's harder for her to even find clothes to wear. (laughs) Don't make me laugh. I'm being serious. (laughs) No, I know you're being serious, but, you know, I think. Is is interesting hearing. I know I'm saying things that could be used as an excuse. Yeah. For the, a woman to come out there, she out the gate with it, and she like, well, you you shop for me, but I I do understand that there is limitations and struggles, even when a woman who is voluptuous is covered up. There's going to be a certain perspective when we operate with eyes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard, and the 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 reason why this is Jesus after dark is because the elephant in the room. It is interesting because people objectify women in society and then they come into church thinking that it's going to be different. Nope. But it's just a different form. Different form of objectification. I have a problem with men who come into church looking for women of God to marry. This this is not holy tender. This is not even... The veterinarian where you come and say, how much is that doggy in the window? So are you saying that <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to ask questions go here ahead, for the ahead. people? Are you saying that um, not coming to church with the intention to find a woman or a wife, but that happens in the church? It, it, there's a difference between the two, which your <sighs> which your intentions are. It has to be different. I think that it's always problematic when people are coming to a place for a reason outside of the reason that matters. Okay, I agree. The reason we go to church is to hear God's word. I know people saying, I read, I want to find a church person. And if I'm going to find a church person, it's going to be in church. I just feel like y'all know y'all hearts. Jesus after dark. Let's shine on the reality of you come in there and you're not focused on God. You're looking for somebody. And you may not even be looking for somebody, but as soon as that person hits your eye, they become the object of your desire. I agree. 
And that's and it's a problematic. Distraction. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to keep it a thousand because I have no other way to keep it. I have a problem with people who attach themselves and start getting in relationships. And you can't tell me that you care about this person's spiritual growth. If you are in now in a, in a place in their life where they can't even see God. They go to you before they go to God. I want to know, not even just romantically, but even friendships. Somebody got to tell me, how in the world can a person who's constantly talking to you ever find time to talk to God? And do you love them enough mm. to say, yo, we talking too much. Maybe, maybe we should to, just pray or maybe you should hang up the phone and, and go pray. pray. Because y'all don't even need to pray together. It's, it's a whole nother thing. Y'all don't even ready for that. <laughs> this is... This, this is why Mary could sit at Jesus' feet, but you can't sit at your man's feet. Because if you sit at your man's feet, there's something going on. Um, where's the bell? <laughs> Can we? That's a that's a. Point. I'm gonna say just for my life, I, where I am at 37, I want a woman to be able to sit at my feet and know that she's going to hear the word of God. But that's where I'm at with it. Where y'all want to be with it, y'all and y'all needs for different things. I'm just saying for me, (laughs) for me, for me. Jesus after dark. It is Jesus after dark. We said this. For me, I want to learn how to honor the spirit before I ever delve in anything else. And that's the only way that you'll be able to have a healthy relationship with the opposite sex. Yeah, but people keep telling me that that, that it don't take all that. Regardless of whether it's romantically, platonic, People in church do not know how to have a healthy relationship or interaction. And and that matter, very surface interaction with people. Even, I'm going to be honest, because I can't speak for nobody but me. Even in my best Jesus intentions, (laughs) situations have turned other ways because I wasn't being honest with myself. Going back to the dark. Yeah. I, I, there are things There that... was a part of it that was gratifying to me and that part became greater than gratifying God. It just Amen. did. Amen. And then I'm wondering why somebody turned it up like they turned it, they, they, their energy turned off to nothing. And I'm like, yo, how this happened? What is going on? I just love the Lord. Because no, it's you an, don't just love the Lord, my guy. in us to pick up on, on those signals. We picking up on it. It, it. I don't care. You don't keep feeding the are. baby if the baby is we not We could eating. speak different languages. Yes. And I would still be able to pick up. Yes. When someone is giving me the vibe. Yes. It's like, let's keep it honest. Yes, y'all are definitely from Wakanda and y'all have vibranium. <laughs> y'all got the vibes. Y'all got, y'all got the vibranium. Where's the bell? There's another one. <laughs> y'all got the vibranium. There's another one. <laughs> you got the vibranium going off. And this little old minister, he realized he putting himself in bad situations where he's not being intentional. He's walking into relationships and w- dealing with people saying, I, all I know is I love the Lord. I, whatever happens, happen. no, it's not. That's, this is not a Ouija board. My life is not a Ouija board. But I think that leads to um, an, another thing that could lead someone into darkness and, and hold them there is knowledge without wisdom. Mm-hmm. So you are in the Bible, learning about God, mm-hmm. and you still are very flesh with I'm, your I'm understanding, yeah. with your knowledge of it. And then you don't tap into the spiritual realm of wisdom. Mm-hmm. So you have all of this knowledge. And, you know, people love people who can tell them something like Mary did. She loved the fact that she could sit at Jesus' feet and, and learn was, something from him. But he has to be careful. He, he had to had, be careful exactly, to not feed because she was his vulnerable flesh. at that moment. Yes. And so when you're you're getting this knowledge from someone, you can become vulnerable. Yeah, I watch myself now. I'm I, I, when my dealings with men and women, and we'll get into the men part in a second. <laughs> but with women, it's all, I'm always watching myself, 
It has nothing to do with them. And guess what, guys? It has nothing to do with me being irresistible. Because I got to gotta make sure. We got to make, you know, we got to make sure people know. Because sometimes when you talk like this, people make it like, I need to see how he look. Because for him, before him to be talking like this, let me tell y'all, when people in vulnerable places, they find love in a hopeless place. Let me tell y'all. Let me, let me tell y'all. No, 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 let me finish. No, let me tell y'all. When people are vulnerable, <laughs> they find love in an ugly place. It don't be mattering. The stuff that y'all think matter. That's not. That's, the stuff that the people think matter don't matter when, when, you, when you are right with somebody need at a moment of weakness. I think that's the the whole. There were things that w- were innately built in females and males that are, you know, our own gender struggle that I believe. And but when you boil them down, when you they boil are universal down, to it, no, genderless. They're genderless. No, I I think that women preference denotes gender, but desire is universal. Okay, okay, I agree. So, what are we all desiring? I think at a certain point, you're desiring a personal gratification. Feel good. Feel good. All feel good. So, it's all feels. I guess that would lead to someone being vulnerable. Yes. But, you know, I, I find that because when I say I'm vulnerable, when I say people are vulnerable, I'm saying they're in a place where they're relying too much on feels. I found because y'all got to understand I've I'm being in the, a man of the cloth or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> you are constantly around people who you realize the reason they are susceptible to be exploited is because they are desiring to feel. Mm hmm. The reason why a man who's preaching prosperity can make a ton of money is because he's meeting people at a place where they are desperately in need to feel better. They want to they feel better about their situation. They want to feel better about themselves. Poverty does that to people. Yeah. Lacking money does that to people. Mm-hmm. Once somebody wants to feel something, they don't even care how it's packaged. They don't care what it comes in. I'm far from this. I got far from a six pack. I'm far from beer gang. I'm not anything c- close to what women would be attributed to, but I've had my engagements with women who I never thought would be. In, he talked that talk. I would never <laughs> thought that I, ne- I never thought they would, would, would try to engage with me because I didn't understand it. It don't matter when people are vulnerable. And in need of feel. When that that feel gratification, lust of the flesh for the person who's reads their Bible. And it's like, I don't see nothing about feels in the Bible. <laughs> lust of the flesh, the desires, the pride of life. These things mm-hmm. are what drive us. And so it, it looks don't matter no more. And all of a sudden you find yourself, if you're not careful, being gratified just by the attention. And women can tell that the intention gratifies you. Mm-hmm. And so they they want to give you more. If this if that tastes good, wait till you taste this. And for me, it was like, whoa, I, I, I was okay gratifying myself in this way. I didn't know. I, I don't know if I'm ready to do. I'm not trying to gratify myself. That Another way. perversion. Yes. Because, you know. I'm thinking one is okay. Exactly. Thinking that attention or is okay. Or what started out as good, godly, and I'm not going to say good intentions, godly intentions. Obedience even. Let's just Obedience. say that. What started out as obeying. Be- turned and was perverted into self-gratification. Because people don't understand. You can still feel a way while you walk in God's way. Absolutely. Bing, ding, ding, ding. Because, yeah, yeah, that was another one. <laughs> okay, don't, don't, don't cheat me. No, because you, you're really like trying to take over today. So I'm. Oh, trying I'm excited. To, now. I'm trying to fit in there where I go can. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know, but I, I mean, go ahead, rock out. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. This is a good. This is a conversation that needs to be had. I feel like I'm exercising some demons right now. <laughs> I'm getting some things off my chest. <laughs> 
This is helpful for me. This is Jesus after all. This is exactly what it means where I'm not telling y'all no sordid details, but I am uh, exposing a part that is empowering. It, it helps me. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. I forgot what I was about to say because <laughs> you just railed off on I'm another. <laughs> so the, the, the reality is, is that being being in those positions, I realized that I wanted to shift my mentality to can you look at people, not gender specific, but can you look at people how God sees them? And ultimately, that's how you need to look at them. You need to be like Jesus who saw a woman with seven demons in her and didn't exploit those demons to his pleasure, but cast those demons out. So that leads to a question. If you're supposed to see Jesus, I mean, see people how Jesus saw them. Yes, ma'am. How does dating fit into that? How does getting married fit into that? Because Jesus never was married. I'm about to say something that's really going to feel like a cop out. But I don't care because I've just Mm -hmm. I've had it up to here with it. Mm hmm. If y'all want to date, go date. I have no answers for you. All I know is that I want to appreciate people in a way that's greater than what gratifies me. And so that's what I'm going to do. And I don't know how to do that. I know how I go out to eat with people. I go out to eat with anybody. I know how I spend time with people and I know how to talk with people. I know how to respect them. But what I didn't know how to do is see them beyond what they can do for me and how they can make me feel. I think that's the bottom line. I think pretty much what you said is because I, I don't, I don't. But I'm saying the, the the that engagement is not. There is not a specific. That's what I was not, trying to get not, to. Yeah, it's not. There's not a specific dating. Dating. It's just humanity. I exactly. want to treat people how God treated people, how Jesus treated people. I know that there's men who are looking for women inundated with demons so they can get freaky with them. Because a woman mm. who has demons... Where is the bell? A woman who has demons is going to turn up. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. So they're not looking for women of God. They're looking for demons. Mm-hmm. They are. Mm-hmm. Because demons meet desires. Women of God don't only meets God's desire. That leaves you high and dry a lot of times. And you see it with women who try to grow in their faith and their husbands is not with it. You want to know why? Because he feeling a little left out because she's more focused on the the objective mm-hmm. of pleasing God than pleasing him. These men don't want women of God. They got to stop lying. That, that's why you the reason Mary can sit at Jesus feet. The way she, reason she could follow him. The reason she could be close with him and spend a great deal of time with him and he knew no sin is because he seen her in a way that mattered the most. He didn't exploit her demons. He exposed them. And I think a, <sighs> a great telltale sign of exposing and being light is producing some sort of growth, producing some sort of fruit by the interaction, by your life. Um, if there is no positive fruit, then can we really say that we're exposing the light that we're you being light? Because that's that's the thing that is the actual light is our fruit. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? A light is not a light just because it's a light bulb. It has to be plugged into a source and it has to emit something. Mm-hmm. You can have a light that's on, but it's dim. Mm. It's a double minded man. A dim-witted man. That's all we talk about when we say double-minded. We talk about a dim-witted man. He is partially enlightened. Mm -hmm. He sees a little bit, but not enough to see the whole picture. Exactly. And that's where people at. They see enough to know I should marry somebody, but not enough to know what it means to truly honor that woman beyond her role as wife. Mm. Mm. So they're like, I'm looking for a wife. What do you look for a wife for? Somebody to take care of you. Somebody to make you not feel lonely. Somebody to serve you dinner because you don't know how to cook. You never paid attention to your mother. And so many men don't know how to cook. Don't even know how to sew. <laughs> don't know how to do nothing for themselves. Mm-hmm. So getting a woman is a utilitarian fashion or focus. It's all for utility. And just like 
fungus or mold that grow in the dark, <laughs> their marriage is going it to... It festers and it turns into something they can't even appreciate no more. It hurts them. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this. When you use women in that way or you use men in that way, they become just as functional in your life as a toilet. Oh. You don't think about the, the toilet until you need the toilet. And when you need the toilet, it's only to excrete something from you you don't want to see. That is toxic. That is toxic. Mm. And once you get it, you flush it and you're on your way. You never think about the bathroom again for the rest of the day until it's time to go again. again. That's how men treat women. Wow. When they call you, it's because they got to go. Mm. It's because they got to go. Mm. And you wonder why they're so panicky and so rushy because they got to go. Mm. Because they can't even function no more. Think about it. When you got to go to the bathroom, you can't even function anymore. When men get so turned on and so in their focus, they can't even function at work no more. They're texting you like, yo, we got to meet up tonight. Like, it, it got to go down tonight. If it ain't you or somebody, it got to go down. But. Jesus after dark. It's not just men. It's not just men. I'm, I mean, I'm going to come from the men, but in, you go ahead from the women. In society now. Because I, I talk about women too much, but you go from the women. In society now, women are just as aggressive as men. Because they got to go. Because they got to go. Yeah. And they have so much of the root of the problem in them that they have to get it out. You want to know why? Because just like when we eat something bad or we eat a lot of something that's bad. It don't take long for you to be like, oh, this this is messing me up. I got to get it out. <laughs> we take in so much mess. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, I tried to eat healthy for it. I did a month of juicing. I can count on my it hands. It was longer than a month. It was about a month, a little over. But but all I know is I can count on my hands how many times I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it's crazy how much <sighs> the better the things you put in you, the less you have to go. Mm-hmm. Then we'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm regular. I go every day. That's because you eat mess every day. We eat things that our body can't maintain every day. We take in romance novels, these lusty Zane novels, all of that stuff. We sitting on a train. You see women and you going to work and you are putting that stuff in your system before you go to work. Before you even go to work. Or even, I'm talking about, you know, the, the culture of the yes. women that I, I interact with. You, you Love is. Or black, black love. Black love. <laughs> or you listening to SZA. Or, or her. her. Or you listening to, uh, who else? Oh, it's a, so many of them. I heard a song by this girl named Victoria Monet. And she, it was, it was so crazy. She was like giving them tips about dating. And she was like, y'all get, you have to get ready for your man before he come. And she was giving him tips on how to get ready and stuff. And I'm like, yo, this is the stuff that people are taking into their bodies. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why they got to go. You take in mess and you're going to make a mess. Because we don't. Can I get my bell? People don't understand. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I told you I got to fit in, get in where I fit in. <laughs> so people don't understand that even though we are dealing in the physical realm, we're still spiritual beings. So regardless of whether we acknowledge it or not, we're still taking it into our spirit. Yes. And it's going to manifest in the spiritual realm. So even though it may be cute to listen to her even though it may be something entertaining to look at love is, it's still manifesting in the spiritual realm. And until you deal with the fact that you are a spiritual being, you aren't going to be able to grow. And when we talk about love and we talk about this in Bible study, we can distill love to meditations. Whoever has your mind has your heart. Mm -hmm. You love them. We keep telling people they don't know how to love people. We keep telling people that. Yes, y'all do. It's just you don't know how to who to love. Mm-hmm. God only wants us to give our meditations to him. So somebody's saying, well, if that's the case, then how do we love others? Simple. Jesus was our example of that. Absolutely. God loved 
us so much that he gave his son. His son acted on his behalf. Everything Jesus did, he did because he loved God, not us. Mm -hmm. When I do for others, it is because I love God. It may hurt their feelings to hear me say that. But it ain't really love if I did it for you. It's not the love of God. No. If I did it for you, it's my love purely, has limits. It's purely the love <laughs> of God. And it, guess what? If I love you, mm -hmm. then I want to derive pleasure from you, mm -hmm. even in your approval. But if I love you through God, then I, everything I do for you is not for your pleasure him. or your approval, but for his pleasure mm -hmm. and his approval. That changes how I deal with everybody else. If you go on date, let me tell you this. Somehow you need to date in a way that pleases God and he approves of it. Absolutely. It needs the to be for his goal, pleasure and for his approval. The ultimate goal should be pleasing God, period. That's why we were created. That's to love. please God. And then these other things in the, in the physical realm, we fit in. You can't take Through. God's place even. Exactly. You can't, you listening to music, you are listening to that music to gratify and please you. Any music that gratifies and please you is secular. Mm -hmm. The music that gratifies and pleases God is godly. Absolutely. So when we listen to this stuff, people are like, well, it's nothing wrong with listening to it. When you listen to it, it is deriving pleasure to you. You are beginning pleasured mm -hmm. and that only builds up a meditation on who you yep if all you think about is you every action you do is centered around you bang so don't tell me you can love me if everything you do is centered around yeah. you it's no way around it and then let's be real we aren't able to love people in ourselves so no. me saying i love you it's nothing without me really loving God. I have to. I, I, it, even with marriage, like it, husbands and wives, y'all husband or wife, your spouse is going to really feel a way if you tell them, I did that for you, but I only did it because I wanted to please God. Some people who are in their flesh, they're going to feel a way about that because they're like, all that Jesus stuff is fine. I just need to know if you love me. I do love you. I love you because God commanded it. I do. And I want to please him. Mm -hmm. He commanded. That means the, that's how it's unconditional. You know how people say unconditional love? It's not unconditional in the sense that you can't see what they do or you're not supposed to react to what they do. It's that no matter what they do, you love them because God did the same for you and wanted you to do that. And so you did it for him because you knew it made him happy. I mean, who was the person in, in the Bible who married a prostitute? He did it because God told him. So therefore, exactly. he did not love that woman. He no, loved God. He loved God. And because of it. She felt love. Exactly. Even though she knew she did not deserve love. Mm. She knew it. She wasn't just a whore. She was a practicing whore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God gave him specific instructions that after she came home from a long day's work <laughs> to sleep with her, to sleep with her. He said, make sure he was specific. He said, make sure you lie with her mm -hmm. after a long day of whoredom. <laughs> Everything God does, he's telling us to do it and we have to honor him. This man could have been like, no, I don't want to do this. He, God did She's not. hoe. He didn't even come call him to do that to save the hoe. Nope. He did it as a as a representation. Absolutely. He was a prophet. He wanted him to see it. He did mm -hmm. it with many prophets. He made him, one of the prophets eat scrolls. Mm -hmm. Made him eat the word. He said, you're going to literally eat this word. <laughs> he swallowed it. He said, it's sweet going down, but it's bitter to my stomach. He said, yeah, that's how my that's people the <laughs> it was, It's sweet to the taste, mm -hmm. but it's turning my stomach. Mm -hmm. Go to, there's a podcast where I said, good enough to eat. It's in that podcast. I go all into why the word is good going down and bitter to our stomach. It's because our bellies, our appetites are the Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Go to go check that we podcast. We are out. predisposed. Well, yeah, we predisposed to a certain thing and it upsets mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't get per take it personal when people get upset with what I say. 
because I'm upsetting their appetite. Exactly. And I haven't upset it yet until you look at that thing and say, you know what? That's that make me sick to my stomach. Provoke, <laughs> provoking. Yeah, exactly. But this turned into a whole thing. I mean, you were in the mood to rant. I, I, Not I, rant, but to get everything that you, you wanted. That just hit my heart when I thought about the exploitation of women. And I wanted to use myself as an example and how easy it is. I want y'all, y'all to understand how easy it is to exploit people. Yeah. Even women to men. When these men come into church, you know what it takes for a man to come to God? Dude, I don't know if women really understand what he had to go through to get to the point where God softened his heart to even come to church. To even come. And so as soon as he get there, you only are going to draw his attention to the thing that it took so much for God to get him away from. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. So when is that, is that man ready? When should I mess with him? When is he going to mess be, with him? <laughs> when, when should I uh, go and sit beside him? When should I give him longer than usual hugs? When should I pay, make him pay attention to me? That's questions for the singles ministry for those churches that have them. Yeah, because I'm gonna tell you never. I'm gonna tell you leave that man alone. Let him grow in God. And I in in that fact, I used to always say like. Men always say, he said he defined it for wife. He didn't say women should be out here chasing. And now I, I used to buck against that. But now I understand. Women need to be still. Relax. Relax. Serve the Lord. And let God lead men. And that doesn't mean that every man that come to you is led by God. Often it's not the case. But that's why you supposed to be spending this time where you're not chasing, seeking God mm-hmm. so that you can see the jokes when it come. I agree. But no, that's not what women are doing. Victoria Monet said that she told y'all what to prepare. Our pastor told us yesterday. He said prayer is preparation. You need to be prepared because preparation is awareness. Mm if you're not aware, it's because you did not prepare. If you did not prepare, it's because you did not have prayer. Mm. That's it. That's the reality. Single women aren't focusing on serving God. Our sister sent me a video of a woman, couldn't be no more but in her 20s, dropped off her toddler at somebody's house and ran away. And I told, I told our sister, I said, and she looked like she was ready to go somewhere. She had the hoop earrings on, the big ones, the ones that are temptation to many men. <laughs> you got a thing for the hoop <laughs> earrings. <laughs> she, she was dressed ready for the club. You could tell. And I said to our sister, she prepared. She was looking like Fantasia. What? <laughs> <laughs> Don't y'all you rebuke that. <laughs> We, she was ready for everything but motherhood. Mm. She, she was. She, think about that. Whatever she was going on in her life, the only thing she was willing to give up is motherhood. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That is crazy, but crazy literally. Yes. As in people, <laughs> no. I want people. I want people to understand that. Yes. This hip, hip them to the truth. This is Jesus at the dark. This. For real. This. We sitting at Jesus' feet right now, mind, and we not nasty. Go ahead. This mind can be perverted when you are on the cusp of knowledge, meeting, mm. understanding. Yeah. When you're on the cusp of tapping into your spiritual. For those people who don't know what cusp is. When you're teetering between one foot in the world, one foot out, mm-hmm. you've been getting some word in you. You're starting to get a little awareness and mm-hmm. understanding. It's right then. It's after Jesus speaks that the snake appears. Yeah. After he speaks that the snake appears. Mm-hmm. And the spa- snake only uses the word. the word as source material for his plagiarism. Is that... Ooh. 
we need a bail for real. Like I, I'm about to fall out for that one because you know, you know. <laughs> Can we write that? That's, you know. That's so. Oh. Oh. That one right See, there. See, this is why I got to co-op certain things. I'm not going to let y'all jokers mess it up. <laughs> when, when I think of if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. That's me and God. That's me and God. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna let y'all have that. But it's funny that you 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 say these groundbreaking epiphanies right when I'm about to say something. I know. I'm sorry, but you you got you it. cut me off just like <laughs> oh that oh that's a pet peeve, Lord. <laughs> but I'm glad I'm cutting you off for something that you also feel it like it was impactful. Yes, it was. It lessens the blood. <laughs> it makes me forget what I was about to say. I mean, we're gonna have to rewind these. And, yeah, but yeah, but just just jump off of what I just said, though. Go ahead. Um. Yeah. Oh. oh okay. So mental illness. Yes. I think that the whole Jesus after dark, the repression of things and the repression of um, sin. Mm. That's oh yes, yes. It's messed up because only ten minutes. Oh <laughs> that, my no, god! But let's go there because we can. We could just take it to the next one. The too. repression. Let's of, get to repression and oppression. It it ultimately leaves us in a in a place where, and I know it's an issue in the church, but specifically the black church, where there is mental illness running rampant. Yeah. And we don't know how to deal with it because we're still dealing in the physical. We're still holding, holding on, on to the physical. To the physical. That's repression. And these, and these myths. Oh my goodness! Yes. Um. And <laughs> you can't look at my face, Jay. I'm sorry. I, I this, I'm trying to focus. You don't understand my because, belly. This stuff is sweet too. My, yes, because mm. I think that um, mental illness is ultimately just the perversion of knowledge without wisdom. It's it's trying to, like you said, hold on to one thing while trying to grasp another. Mm -hmm. You can't. You can't do, do it. it. You can't do it. You have to let something go. You have to let it go. When I think of the things that I repressed in my life, they were only things that were attached to the person I knew, to the physical being that I was comfortable with, to the earthly elements and courses of mind mm -hmm. that I was familiar with. Repression is literally letting, holding on to those things. We have to let them go. Mm -hmm. It's not letting go of my past. It just is, it's used so much that people don't have a connection to it. Mm. Like the like the stagnant water that's not connected to flowing water. Yes. We're supposed to be rooted you next to your living growth. water. We have we have arrested development. Mm. Arrested development. It, it, there you go. That Only is, because we are not allowing things to pass through. Exactly. We're just not letting them go. Mm. Things are still happening. Things are always going to happen. But this is how you have to understand. Your feet are going to be planted firmly on the earth, but your head has to be in the clouds. Yes, yes. And yes. I don't know how you're going to do it. All I know we is. We know how. I know how I did it. it. That means you would have to grow up. You would have to be tall enough that your feet touch the ground and your head is in the clouds. Mm -hmm. The only way that happens is by growing to the stature of Christ. That's and you, you won't be able to do that unless you get into the word and praying. And let go. And let go and allow the Holy Spirit let me, to dwell in your life. That way you aren't dwelling in flesh. I said I was going to, I'm hold, I've been trying to hold this so I can study it and preach it. But just for a second, because we brought up demons early. Mm -hmm. I believe that Jesus did a science experiment so that we could know that these demons weren't to be trusted. So what he did was he casted out the demons from the man. Mm -hmm. He drove them into the pigs, pigs. And, and the pigs began to go full speed into the ocean to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. Because they, I believe, this is just me. Think about it. 
A man can hold himself together enough for with demons in him to not destroy himself. But an animal couldn't. An animal couldn't was no match for those demons. Because we got to understand these these demons in us. It's a proper host. Because we're a soul. We're a proper host for the, them. The animals yeah. aren't. I think it, it it was also. It immediately drove them mad. It the, the way I believe it is that the immediacy of how it reacted to the pig. It happens to us, but just slower. Mm-hmm. It's a slow disintegration. It's a slow self-destruction. We don't just immediately go and run and kill ourselves. We do it systematically. That's because we we have a soul. We have Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father. Yeah. Interceding on our behalf. Because he loves us. Because he loves us. So although. But if he gave you over to those things. Exactly. We, we would be just like those pigs. That's why when he met Mary. Before he let her follow him. He ca- it says he casted seven demons. So that she might follow. It's no way that you could hold these things. She didn't know how to let them go. She didn't know she could. Mm-hmm. Jesus is our way out of letting it That's go. That's because she didn't have the Holy Spirit. She didn't have those things. Jesus came and gave her what she needed to let it go. Mm-hmm. We are trying to follow Jesus and still holding on to demons. Mm-hmm. We got to let them go. That's what I, me even sharing earlier about the struggles of making sure I'm not exploiting women. Or exploiting men for that matter. Mm-hmm. Is is me letting, letting go. go. I don't have to tell no sordid details. Y'all don't need to tell us what you did. No. But you need to know what you need to let go. In order to gain something. Absolutely. Because I want to gain God's pleasure. Because if, 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 if you want God. If you want him. These are the things that you have to do. Yeah. You have to let go. Yeah. Not everybody is willing to do that. He he pushed her them things out, and then he just she was able to follow. I think that's that's so powerful that that, and we're gonna get to that next time. We're gonna talk to that <laughs> next time because I wanted to at least set the tone with the repression thing, yeah, so that we can get into oppression, yeah, because there's a lot of of things that have happened to us that because they are tra- traumatic to us. The same yes. way gratification is so strong. Gratification is just the mm-hmm. intermingling of how you feel. The same way something can gratify you. Oh, uh, I don't mean to stop you, but like you said, this time of year triggered mm-hmm. a certain sense of familiarity yes. with you that had you driving to a place yes. that you no longer live yes. because it felt, it felt like that time of year again. Familiar. So then go back and y'all think about when it's talking about familiar spirits in the Bible. Yes. Yes. Do yes. You, please understand something. Oh, my goodness. I'm about to say something. Ugh. And when I say it, I'm just going to sign off with it. The Holy Spirit is not a familiar spirit to us. No, it's not. We were we were formed and shaped in iniquity. So that is what is familiar to us. That's why Mary wasn't saying she didn't run to Jesus and say, help me. I got seven demons. No. Because they were familiar. Jesus was the unfamiliar one. Mm. <laughs> Episode 87. <laughs> Jesus After Dark. Part 2. I don't know how long these are going to go. But I don't mind it. But it, this is good. This is definitely necessary I guess I'll be back next week, guys. I guess you'll be back. <laughs> it's a trilogy. If y'all can sit, let me tell you this. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I know people who have sat and watched the Hobbit trilogies and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that means you didn't seen like 12 hours, nine hours of content that is fantastical. Well, you didn't get much of me this time because... They did. You know, I got... I honestly... I, I got to the end to really, you know, tell or say what i wanted to say because there got, were certain things this that is i put hungry, a pin hungry in. hippo you gotta get it where you can and i did at the end at and the end, you were you like started, oh yeah see at the see you started getting it though you starting to get it you gotta get in where you 
I was go. trying to fight you, though, but Don't you fight. were saying Just good stuff. <laughs> you got but go. at the end of the day, you took a whole left turn, and I tried I think to re you us off back. Is I, I started caping for the plus size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are always. Well, we'll, we'll, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, you did not expect that. But uh, episode 87, I'm Forest Hall. Charity Hall. Real Church Matters. Love you. Talk to you later.